Menno Middle got you down? Crush your sugar cravings with delicious, all-natural Bossa Bars from Menopause, created to help women manage weight loss and energy during the pause. Try them at bossabars.com and save 10% every time with code KD10. Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women who are unafraid to age out loud. Age 40 is a tipping point in women's lives and health. We have experience, wisdom, confidence, power, but we also have fluctuating hormones that make us moody, sleepless, sweaty, crampy, angry, you name it. My guest today is Julie Kaczynski, a co-founder of the hormonal wellness brand Wild Women, which offers plant-based wellness products to manage mood, emotional wellness, and the effects of perimenopause. Wild Women is having an incredible month. They are landing on the shelves at Whole Foods and just closed a $3 million investment round from venture capitalist heavy hitters, including Serena Williams. We are going to talk all things plant power, managing midlife mental health, and why women's menopausal health is finally having a moment in the business and brand world. Welcome, Julie. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. And we're going to be diving into Wild Women and your products and how they work. But I want to uh, tell you a very quick story uh, first. So a couple of weeks ago, I was in Brooklyn at a women's networking event. It was run um, uh, you know, with some menopause brands. And Stacey London of the menopause company, State of Menopause, was talking. She was one of the guests. And I got to connect with her afterwards, and she was talking about her hot flashes and you know, the sort of feeling of sweaty and I, sweatiness. And I was saying to her that I never really had a hot flash, but I would have these incredible bouts of what I called toxic rage. And in fact, the very first episode of this podcast was called On Menopause is Toxic Rage, the New Hot Flash, because I was having <laughs> volcanic fury. And I was like, and she looked at me and said, you need wild woman. And I was like, what the heck's wild woman? So like, of course, the moment, you know, Stacey London, you know, what not to wear says you need something. I went and Googled it, which is how I found you. So I love you have a fan in Stacey London. So I'm really excited for you to share with uh, my listeners, you know, what wild women brings to the women's wellness equation, why you launched it, what your products do. Thanks. Well, I will say Stacy has been a great friend to while. She is amazing. She is really reaching out to all the brands in the space and trying to bring us all together. And there'll be some exciting things coming up in the fall. Yay. But um, we can't thank her enough. She's been more than generous and she's fabulous. So quick shout out to Stacy London. But uh, so while is really a company that is for what we say wellness for grown women. And we say grown because to us, uh, I have no problem with the word midlife, but all the terms around being less than 35 years old in our culture are so loaded. And to us, this life stage is all about being grown, which is at full peak, at full freshness, at full flower, at full ripeness. And we wanna really frame that in a positive way. But as as you mentioned, Katie, um, I think the crazy part about it is you don't really know what's coming for you till it hits you, right? Yes. And we always say we're for perimenopause and life because everything that you go through, for some women it starts early, like mid-30s, for some later, but everything you go through in these life stages 
is very intense. We as women carry a very large part of the weight of all of it. And the rage with everything going on in the world, and I don't know your life, but you know, at this point, we're in the prime time of divorces and aging parents and children and career shifts, you know, and like, look at the news. We've got a lot going on. Yes. No, I will say the, the so, news yeah. and my husband set me off. Like, he was like, what's happening? I was like, like, literally volcanic fury. And I had to stop. <laughs> I had to stop. I wasn't going to get divorced, but I did have to stop watching the news because I'm like, I can't have these triggers. You know, it was just, oh. and, it, and no one told me that was coming because I, sometimes I joke, I say hot flashes have a very good PR agent, right? They are synonymous with menopause. And we don't get told that, that, you know, up to 34 other things are happening, including what um, doctors call mood instability, which, but as anyone who's listening knows, if you've experienced mood instability, it feels a lot more like anger. So to, well, so and we all know women have been told we're not supposed to be angry. We're not supposed to show anger. And we all know the kinds of terms and words that get thrown out at women when we show any kind of anger. So I think also we're kind of taught and conditioned to suppress it, to not talk about it. And it comes out in other ways. So yes. that's why it's volcanic it, because it explodes. Exactly. That's why it explodes. But you know, it's, it's not just anger. I mean, it's, I, I, I think when you get to midlife, you feel, and what I, the themes I hear from the guests on the show is that people do feel more comfortable and confident in expressing themselves. There's Man, uh, midlife is about feeling um, confidence in, in ourselves, our opinions, our ability to share them. But what I was really blindsided by was the fact that I felt a little out of control, you know, and it, mm-hmm. it, I, I am fine with righteous anger, but I was not fine with the sort of unpredictable anger that was sidelining me and, and, and making me feel very vulnerable and out of control. It was not, you know, it, it, it was not anger positive. It was more. It, so anyhow, so enough about me. Tell me about yeah, your well, products, what they offer, what they bring to the table for women who are listening to this, who are thinking, you know, I feel moody. I feel, you know, I'm having sleepless nights. I'm feeling that mood instability. Absolutely. So, you know, we are fully embracing the word hormonal. In fact, we have a whole line of merch with hormonal emblazoned across the top of the hat and the chest because, to us, that word has been stigmatized, turned into an insult and a joke that is meant to demean women. And the fact is, we're all hormonal. It's part of being a living creature, right? It's yes. part of being alive in this world. Right. And they really are, in many ways, our superpowers. The hormones that we as women have going on in our bodies are some of the reasons that we're able to multitask and juggle so many balls so well. There are real, like, yeah, physiological and mental advantages yeah. to this chemistry. So one thing we want to say is we want to we want to reframe this whole conversation and say it's not all it's not all bad. Even the menopausal journey, a perimenopausal journey, it's not all bad. Like as you're saying, as some of those hormones shift, all of a sudden people find they want to people please less. They aren't as hooked in as other things as as they were before either. So we want to kind of reframe hormones. And we also say that stress is the other female hormone because we do carry a lot of weight. We have a lot of cortisol in our lives. And as we get older, it affects us differently. Our bodies produce it differently and it has stronger effects on it, on us than it did at younger ages. And then it does at men on men. So to us, the, stress and mood equation of this life phase is very important. And we see in our quizzes and the women that we survey and talk to, that's what women are really 
struggling with. I've had a woman say to me, I can handle a hot flash now. I know what to expect. It's everything else, right? A hot flash will come and go. A crazy period will come and go. It's inconvenient. It's difficult. It's stressful, but it doesn't last all day. The stress might, the feelings of sadness or the feelings of rage might come and go all day long and they color every bit of your life. And that is why our line has sort of the balance in it of managing both those physical perimenopausal symptoms that show up for us, as well as the mood and stress piece. And I'll just tell you very quickly, the line has four naturopathic formulated clinically backed capsules that are really focused on perimenopause. We have one that's overall balanced for the hormones that can kind of lift everybody up to a better baseline. We have a hot flash formula, we have a stress formula, and we have a uh, period support. So when your periods start going really wild, it can help mitigate and smooth those out. It's not going to get rid of it. We all know part of this life phase is changing periods, but it can make it less intense and make the PMS less intense and all that good stuff. And then we have three tinctures, unworry, Unanger. Hello, I'll send you a gallon. Uh, people are always like, I need a gallon. I'm I like, think oh, I need sister, a barrel. I like, I need yeah. a barrel. Yeah, I will send you. We need to do like boxed wine uh, spigot levels of it right now, I think, to get us through this life phase. I that we'll love it. I love it. Um, and uh, sorry, and we also have a tincture called Burnout Remedy. And then we have two functional drinks that are traditional Chinese medicine based. And for those who are not familiar with traditional Chinese medicine, it's basically the thousands of year old study that is uh, based in, you know, Chinese wisdom and healing. They use a lot of herbs. Everyone associates it with acupuncture, but there's a lot of herbal medicine in that as well. So we have two tasty drinks. One is called Stave the Crave, and it is an anti-stress eating chai for those of you like me that <laughs> struggle with the stress eating, uh, which a lot of women do. Also something that we are... Uh, wired to do more than men. And then the other one we just launched called Trank Drank. And that is pretty much what it sounds. It's an herbal chill that kind of takes the jangly energy out and kind of restores a little more of peace. Some people love it before sleep. I like it instead of like an afternoon coffee, but that's the line right now. And so, so you've been using the word tincture. For our listeners who don't know or not, not familiar with that word, what is a tincture? A tincture is basically a very highly concentrated herbal extract. It comes in a dropper. It looks like a medicine dropper bottle, brown bottle, mostly herbs and oils, and it's a liquid. And you just pop it right under your tongue, and you get that planty, herby, uh, adaptogenic, mushroomy goodness that hits you right away. Um, the great thing about tinctures, for those who haven't used them, and most people haven't, we found only about 4% of the people who come to while have ever used a tincture. They're great because... It's like, boom, it's like a, a supercharge. It goes right into your bloodstream quickly with a gummy, with a pill, with a capsule, with a drink, has to go in your stomach, has to get digested, has to go through your liver, takes longer. With these tinctures, these like droppers of, of plant yumminess liquid, they just, boom, go right into your system and can act really quickly. Yeah, I, I've used a tincture at night to help us sleep sometimes. It's a CBD mm -hmm. um, kind of tincture, and it, it is very effective and, and fast-acting, so I can I can attest to that. We're, Julie, we're going to be heading into a quick commercial break, but when we come back, I want to talk about what plants are in your tinctures and your drinks. We'll be back after this quick break. Rosebud Woman crafts beautiful, organic, sexual wellness and intimate self-care products to support women in midlife. 
Their Honor Everyday Balm is a magical vulvar and vaginal moisturizer with Basa Bolo to build back skin resilience. I use it and absolutely love it. Arouse, the only three-in-one stimulating serum available on the market, enhances sensation in a woman's own lubrication. Rosebud Woman also offers award-winning body care products crafted to address the top needs of women of a certain age. I use the Anoint Oil on both my face and body daily. It is silky, smooth, and deeply hydrating. Join Rosebud Woman in a lifestyle of deep self-reverence. A certain age listeners who use the code KD10 at checkout receive 10% off their purchase. That's K-A-T-I-E-1-0. Head to rosewoman.com for beautiful sexual wellness and intimate care essentials. Okay, Julie, we're back from the break. We talked about plant power, tinctures, your drinks. What can we expect to find in your products? Are the same plants in everything or do they differ based on the, the product? They differ. So the uh, the four main capsules and the tinctures are actually um, from like naturopathy and naturopathic tradition. And that is sort of herbalism and whole body wellness, a new concept. And part of our our mission here is to really introduce and make these things accessible to people. Like not everybody has the time, uh, the location, the resources, the schedule to allow them to go to an acupuncturist every week or find a naturopath or even know who would be a good naturopath or a bad naturopath? Like how, how do you even sort that out? Um, these practices have been around for many, many thousands of years, and they have all been looking at menopause and perimenopause very intently for those thousands of years, which unfortunately Western medicine hasn't taken menopause or perimenopause as seriously. So the woman who designed the capsules and the tinctures has been a naturopath practicing and a teacher for more than 30 years. And so these formulations were based on her working with real women day in, day out, speaking to them, talking to them, formulating for them. That's been kind of the basis of our line, which is really differentiating, by the way. Most of the time, if you want a product, you go to a lab, you tell them what you want, you take something off the shelf, they tweak a little here, tweak a little there, you put a label on it and you get get it out to market. And that's true. And I've worked in a lot of categories. That's true in beauty. That's true in cleaning. That's true in a lot of things. We really created these from the ground up. So, sorry, that was a long answer to a short question. No, no, no. It's a the good, answer it's is a, they it's all a have different answer. things in them. They all have some. So there are a few products that have ash, ashwagandha in them, which is an herb that has become really popular over the last few years for that mood balancing and also kind of a, a balancing of the system, like kind of bringing your physiology down. Uh, so that appears in a few of them. And um, there's some other things that are in the adaptogenic world, like reishi that people may have heard about that appear here and there. There are some herbs that are also um, maybe familiar to people from their co-op or their drugstore shelves, like kava, which is a huge calming, um, really proven with a lot of clinical studies to have a calming element. Uh, there are some that <clears throat> you'll see in other perimenopausal supplements as well, like Vitex, um, Hawthorne Berry, some of these sort of well-known herbs that honestly are, you know, kind of here and there at different parts of your pharmacy or co-op shelf, but sort of the combination of how our, our naturopath, Dr. Jillian Stansbury put them together is really meant to kind of balance the whole system. Um, because again, it's, there's, there's hormonal shifts, there's stress shifts, 
there's nervous system stuff going on and the herbs are really designed to kind of bring the whole system into a grounded space. Okay, interesting. So tell me about the Trank Drank because I I did a show uh, recently about women and alcohol. I, I talked to a, a sober coach and a recovery advocate who's been sober for 18 years after, uh, you know, uh, really a lot of trouble with addiction. And I was shocked to learn all the data on uh, women and alcohol. You know, I... I'm somebody who drinks alcohol. I love wine. But um, over the pandemic, uh, women are drinking more. Uh, more women are drinking and more women are drinking more. So I'm yes. wondering, you know, the trank drank, is this something that can be used as uh, an alternative to alcohol? Yes. Is it something? All of the above. All of the above. So I will tell you, I haven't drank in over three years. Okay. Um, and I'm not saying I'll never drink again, but I decided to take a little break and see what happened for me. And so far, I'm like, you know what? Honestly, I feel really good. So for now, I'm not saying it's forever, but for right. now, uh, I'm not, I'm not drinking. And I do think when you're trying, if you're trying to cut back on drinking, it becomes a habit, right? Everything's habits. Yes. Getting, you know, whether it's good or bad, whether it's eating that cookie at two in the afternoon, pouring that glass of wine, uh, even like signaling to yourself that you're frustrated when you walk in the door. You know, like it's all kind of a habit loop that goes in your brain. So you can use the Trank drink. You can use our Stave the Crave chai drink. And you can actually use our tincture. You can use our tinctures in a club soda with lime or a mocktail. Uh, they taste like really nice in like a cup of tea. So to me, when I decided to cut back on drinking, having something else that was like fun and tasty and a little different to cap off the day really helped. It makes, you know? so, yeah, it makes kind so much of sense. Tea. So do yeah, they, it's a ritual. Does the does the trank trank do they have like CBD in them? Is there is what is the element that makes it calming? Well, it doesn't have CBD. None of our products do actually, at least not right now. So the one of the main products or ingredients is ashwagandha, which we talked about a little bit. It's really popular right now in wellness because it has a ton of benefits. And the rest of the uh, ingredients are actually a little less familiar, I think, even for people who know quite a bit about wellness. Uh, there is an herb called roselle flower. There is a fruit called shizandra. Sounds pretty. Sounds pretty relaxing, right? right. Uh, and it then does. <laughs> Chinese salvia root and arisum of that. Which these are really those. When I talked about traditional Chinese medicine, like those are really herbs that are used frequently in traditional Chinese medicine and maybe aren't as common um, that you would see on your your everyday shelf. And the Trank Trank actually tastes, it's really good in hot water, almost like a hot tea. Um, it has sort of like a, a hibiscus-y sort of a, a tart flavor. Um, you could add sugar to it if you wanted, by all means. But it has like a really interesting sort of fruity flavor. It has acai in it and goji, uh, goji berry or goji it fruit. Sounds delicious. Yeah, it is. It's really unique and it's really good. You know, I have to be honest, the first time I had it, I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm a hibiscus person. I'm not sure about this. And then I really got into it. And, you know, I think that is the ritual of a cocktail is about having something different at the end of the day to sort of say, okay, you know, yabba dabba do is kind of what I always say, <laughs> like the friend one stone moment, right? Where you're like, all right, I'm done. Uh, I think having something where you have this preparation and you have your own cup and you put in the hot water and it tastes different than anything you would drink normally still hits that sort of treat part of your brain, that like reward place that's like, okay, signal, chilling out, Netflix, days over. Yes. You read it. I love that. No, that, that, that exactly. The, the signaling that um, it's time to relax. And, 
you know, it, the, the conversation around alcohol really made me think about my own drinking. And I've been scaling it back over the last few weeks because I, I, I was asking myself the questions, you know, am I having this glass of red wine because it tastes amazing with a steak? Or am I having it because I'm stressed out? And, you know, one of the things I, I noted for myself is I just needed to reorganize my day to um, not be stressed at the times when I was reaching for alcohol. And it did make a difference. So I could see how substituting a drink like this really um, drives behavior change. And that's really yeah. what you're all about is, is try to drive this behavior change. Do, do you feel that um, this is the product for the right moment? You know, are, are people embracing the idea of um, new ingredients, of plant-based ingredients to manage things like menopause? You know, obviously you, you got a very big endorsement with Serena Williams and a, you know, sort of a who's who of female investors um, supporting you with uh, a pretty big seed round. But are you, are, and Whole Foods is obviously the blue chip in the or sort of organic, um, you know, grocery space. Uh, are you feeling, are you seeing the consumer uh, acceptance of this product? Yeah, I think, I mean, in short, like, we're so lucky and happy to have these names around us. Obviously, the endorsement is huge. Whole Foods has had a heritage of, you know, being just enough ahead of the curve to bring new things that are proven to the market. So they're really going all in on us. And it is such a, it's such a thrill and a pleasure. And it's really, I've been in different wellness and beauty brands my entire career. It's rare to have the endorsement of them rolling out in this many stores. So we're very grateful and excited. But I do think, I mean, look around, look what we've all gone through in the past several years. Um, more than ever, I think people are looking for answers. The the things, you know, the whiskey ain't working, the shopping ain't working. <laughs> like, you know, we've we've tried a lot of it and it still isn't working. So I think people are really looking and seeking healing. I think the pandemic made a lot of people look at their everyday habits. It also gave them some time to maybe experiment with things that they didn't have the bandwidth or interest for. So I really think it's a combination of, you know, wellness and green having mainstreamed for a few years, people looking for answers, people feeling like, you know what, I want to enjoy my life. I want to feel good. And I'm open to trying new ways of doing it. And, you know, the beauty of, of a tincture is if you don't like it, you know, first of all, I'd say, please try it for a while because anything new, there's always a little like, oh, I don't know about this. This is weird. But like, you know, try it, see, create those positive habit loops and you might surprise yourself. I think the beauty of this life phase, Katie, and I'm sure you feel the same, we still have a huge capacity to surprise ourselves. Yes. And the women I know are fabulous. They're cool. They're smart. They're amazing. They're gifted. They have so much more to bring to this world and to their own lives. And if you have kids who are moving on or you're doing some career shifts or whatever it is, we say it's your power. Take it. I think we need to stop making it be so negative and be like, no, we are 40, 45, 50, 55, whatever age we want to be. We're awesome. We're amazing. We're open. And 
let's go for it. Yeah, exactly. We're perennially in bloom. You, you talked at the beginning about how there's a vocabulary problem around aging in our in yeah. our in our culture, which I completely agree with. Um, you know, I, I I too do not shy away from the word midlife, but. You know, sometimes I joke. I'm I'm 52. Like, am I really going to be 104? I'm not sure. I'm at midlife. <laughs> you know that. So I um, there's just there aren't words that capture the sort of being mature and older with vibrancy. And so it's it's important to have these conversations. I want to ask you. I want to shift gears for one minute and ask you about some language that I saw on your website, and it really grabbed me because I'm always paying attention to when people describe aging well and. You say on your website, quote, something happens when women turn 40, we start to disappear, right? From marketing briefs, cultural conversations, the retail radar, our doctors care. But women like us are not invisible. We're grown, not old, not young, nowhere near done. You and I know that. This is the DNA of my show is that we are just getting started. Why do women know? Why do you know, women know this to our core? But how come society doesn't? Well, you know, it's interesting. You might, you've probably already observed this. The UK is way ahead of us in terms of these kinds of brands. They're way ahead of us. And as someone who's been in beauty and wellness my whole career uh, and various brands, um, I always thought it was weird. It's kind of like there's a really old movie called Logan's Run, and I've never actually seen it, but I know the theory is that people like disappear at 30 or 32 or something like that. And I, I just think, this country of ours worships youth. It worships a very narrow idea of beauty. Ageism, in my mind, is very rooted in misogyny. And it's up to our generation. I truly feel it's up to Gen X and the older millennials for us to flip this conversation the way so many millennial brands have flipped the conversations on periods and body inclusivity. Our generation has dealt with a lot of stuff. We had a lot of conditioning when we were younger. And I think now that we are older and wiser and have some money in our pocket and have some life on us, we can say, you know what? No, I reject that narrative. And I don't care what anybody thinks. And I'm going to do me. Yep, absolutely. And I, I think a big, you know, uh, a big part of the equation is actually aging out loud. That is one of the taglines of the show. I uh, work with a lot of clients in my day job that don't want to age out loud, that do not want to leave the dates of their um, college graduation on their resumes or their LinkedIn's. And if we are continuously hiding our age, we're never going to normalize normalize getting older. But it's funny, I actually invited um, a, actually, I was pitched by a well-known journalist, somebody that I grew up watching. She was, you know, she's not that much older than I am. But I remember seeing her on the news. She wanted to be on the show. I'm not going to use her name because I don't want to embarrass her. But when I asked her PR person how old she was, that was the deal breaker. She wouldn't tell me. And I was like, well, the show is set at literally the first line I say is for women who are unafraid to age out loud. This isn't going to work. She, she needs to age out loud with me. But it made me sad. I thought this woman has won multiple Emmys, is, you know, a mega talent and doesn't want to share her age, which, you know, that's I think that needs to change. You know, it's we, we can't be coy about getting older because then the needle's never going to shift. It's true. But, you know, I think I think the the anxiety is real and i think we oh, need yes. to acknowledge yes. like women like women's peak earning years are younger than men's why because there is a perception that we lose value and i like i came up through advertising the ad business and 
women just kind of stop working in the business around 40 or earlier. They just kind of go away because if they don't go away, they're kind of pushed out. They're put out to pasture. They're mommy tracked or they're kind of given the worst assignments. And, you know, it's an ageist business for men too, but they have a good 10 to 15 more years on their clock than we do. Julie, and- you, are, you are not the first former ad executive to come on yeah. the show and say this. I've heard this from multiple people that, you know, almost by 30, you're aging out of Oh, yeah. out of the ad industry. It feels really brutal. But I hear I work with clients across industries and and I hear this fear around aging and, and, and owning your expertise from people who work in beauty, you know, in fashion and technology, mm-hmm. which is considered sometimes to be a young person's game and that there is this this fear. But we you know, I think the needle is shifting. We um live in a period of time in America where for the first time in our history, we're going to have more people over the age of 65 than under the age of um, 18, which right. is kind of astonishing. There has been this enormous demographic shift. So I feel like, you know, we c- we must continue pushing this conversation because we are, we are going to be aging. We're having these multi-generational workforces and we need to um, signal the people that are coming behind us that, that, that it's okay. And that, you know, that you remain relevant and marketable and, it's so wonderful to to do this show, to invite different I've had, you know, Kendra come on the show. I've had, you know, Electra Health has sponsored it. Um Sonsalas Gonzalez at Better Not Younger. And these are brands that are being created simply to serve the needs of menopausal women, which is the most affluent educated consumer base that we have in America. So it's so I love connecting with with people who have um who founded businesses to serve this market. Can you tell us quickly, I know we're nearing the end of our show, but I'd love to hear a little bit about the founders, how you got together. I know that you have um, an actress involved as well. Could you just share a little bit about your origin story with our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. I think as so many things do, this is something I resisted when I was younger. You know, they're always like, it's who you know. You're like, really? Yeah, I mean, yes, life is relationships, right? And the people that you are uh, connected to kind of, drive your trajectory through your whole career. So uh, Corey is the man of our team and he was a client of mine and someone I worked with um, when he was in another startup. And we got together and we're thinking about things we could do as he was exiting that business. And I was like, I really want to do something with this menopausal area. I think it's huge. It's like one of the thing, few things that has not been overmarketed to that has actually been under discussed, under marketed to that is like a black box of knowledge for women. And again, they fall off the briefs at 35 and all the women I know buy a lot of great stuff. Uh, let's let's do it. At the same time, he was having another conversation with a high school friend of his, Gwen Floyd, who had uh, also been at CEO and exited a company that she had already built. And she was had the same idea. So we were like a meeting of the minds between the three of us of like, let's do something together. Let's do it in this space. It's underserved. We're going for it. And then Judy Greer, actress Judy Greer is a good friend of Corey's as well. Corey is sort of the the center of this. Um, a longtime friend of his, and she was interested in in this space as well. So she's been involved since nearly the beginning, uh, and truly is involved. And you know, she's great because she's kind of America's best friend, and she's a way in for us to connect with some really um, cool people who are starting to take on ageism in Hollywood, which. I mean, hello, could it be? I can't imagine a career that would be more ageist. Than <laughs> Maybe more ageist than the ad industry. Exactly. Oh, definitely. Hollywood. Yeah. Modeling and acting are probably yeah. the absolute worst. Um, 
And so she's been great and she's every bit as wonderful and cool as she seems to be just like Stacey Linden is. And we just decided to go for it and we've been figuring it out as we go. And I think, you know, we're just united. Like we want to connect with, serve, talk to uh, fabulous women, like the ones we know and love that are being underserved, that are, are just bursting out to have these kinds of conversations like you have on your show all the time, Katie. And we need more outlets for it. We need to talk about the hard stuff and do it without judgment and with a lot of forgiveness and grace for each other because we're all in a different space in our journey, physiologically, psychologically, in, in all ways. And I feel like this life stage for me is really about being open and forgiving. For, we have to forgive ourselves and be open to each other and to the possibilities and realize that there's so much more ahead. We've We've got to just believe in ourselves and go for it. Yeah, we, we absolutely. Just make women feel great. I love that. And I, and I love this idea of, um, first of all, how fun for you to have, um, you know, sort of multiple co-founders because, I, you know, launching anything new and bringing something into the world is really hard. And uh, sometimes I think, I wish I had a co-host. It would be fun to be hanging out with people, although I get to hang out with my guests. And of course, I've got Dave over in the booth over there yes. <laughs> who spends my, you know, these these shows with me. But it's it's wonderful to have co-founders to launch with. But And it's wonderful that you're a part of this conversation that is beginning to shift because I feel like I learned so much from doing this podcast that I wish I had known several years ago, you know, and I, I wish I had known to be taking care of things like, you know, dry vagina does not have to, it does not need to be that way. Uh, my show with a female urologist, you know, you don't have to put up with things um, like leaking urine or being afraid to exercise or afraid to sneeze or to laugh because guess what? There are fixes out there and the medical community uh, there are people who are, you know, trained to be meta, uh, menopause specialists, but they, the medical community as a whole does not know enough about how to oh. support this bracket. And honestly, you know, business gets a bad rap, but if they are looking at gaps in education and gaps in communication around this, um, you know, fine, you're, you're meeting a business need, but you're meeting the, a real need. You know, there's a reason why there's a, a white space in this um, this market. So I, I love talking yeah. to people who are addressing it. Yeah, I have to say fewer than 20 percent of in one study, fewer than 20 percent of OBGYN residents. So they'd already been through med school, felt like they had adequate menopause training. And many of them got basically none at all. And this is not an attack on Western medicine by any by any means. But, you know, we we say ask the questions, advocate for yourself. Unfortunately, you really have to fight for your own health, you know, and and just keep asking the questions and doing the research. Nothing's going to, you know, there is no one silver bullet. I wish that we had a magic pill that was going to make everything perfect for everybody. We don't. But, you know, keep trying things and keep asking questions and advocating because, um, you know, I think women were conditioned our whole lives that we need to be perfect that we can always be better, we should be constantly improving, and we're supposed to have it all together. So, of course, women weren't talking about all of these things because they were meant to feel shame around it. When right. it's completely natural, it's completely normal, there is nothing wrong with you. We always say it's not you, it's your hormones. Like, it's all part of life, just like the craziness of your first period. It's crazy to me that there's so much around your first period and there's so little around your last. Why, like, why is that a shameful thing? We have to just 
talk to each other. And I learn something new every single day in this world. And I know there's a lot more to learn that we don't know. And we're just really hoping to hear from people to say, you know, hey, what do you want to know? What do you need to talk about? What do you need? Um, we're just getting started. And unfortunately, or fortunately, so little has been done in this space. There's a huge amount of possibility for all the companies and all the people out there. So um, we're we're excited for what's next. And I, I think it's great that you've had the show going for so long and that you're having the conversations. We all need to be doing it. I love it. I could, I could talk to a different woman every single day. The show comes out Mondays, but I could talk to somebody seven days out of the week. I, I am. Yes. It's, it's been phenomenal. Women are up to amazing things during this chapter, and I am here for it. All I right, love it. Julie, this has been fun. We're going to move into our quick speed round before we wrap because yes. we are near the end of the show, and I, I want to get a few more areas covered. So this is just a one or two word answer. Uh, the Wild Woman product I reach for again and again is... On anger. This Wild Woman product flies off the shelf. Stay the Crave. Wild Woman products are plant-powered. What is your go-to plant for healthy snacking? Apples. What plants are always in your grocery cart? Uh, Strawberries, apples, spinach. Those are definitely my staples. <laughs> okay, surprise. This plant is never in my pantry. Broccoli. Lifestyle hack I use to keep my hormones in check. Uh, journaling now, believe it or not, even though it's not, <laughs> it's not a physical one, but journaling is changing my life right now. I like it. I like it. Okay. One of your website taglines says, quote, you are worth your while. What is the one thing that always makes you feel like you are worth your while? Walking in nature and realizing that we're all really part of a big, amazing, beautiful system that can do astonishing things that we forget about when we're just staring at our screens every day. I agree. So beautiful. Finally, your one word answer to complete the sentence, as I age, I feel. Open open. Nice. You are my, I think, one of my 90th guests, and that you're the first person to use that word. It's a beautiful note to end on. Thank you, Julie. Before we say goodbye, how can our listeners find you and learn more about Wild Women? Well, you can find us on wildwomen.com, and that is W-I-L-E, like feminine wiles, feminine powers. And I'd love to offer all your listeners 20% off any Wild product if you go to wildwomen.com and put in code AGE20, that's A-G-E-2-0, you'll get 20% off and I'll keep that going till the end of the summer. We would love that. Thank you so much, Julie. That's wonderful. Thank you. This wraps A Certain Age, a show for women who are aging without apology. Join me next Monday when I talk with journalist Danielle Friedman about her book, Let's Get Physical, and we dive into the untold history of women's exercise culture from jogging to jazzercise to Jane Fonda. Special thanks to Michael Mancini, who composed and produced our theme music. See you next time. And until then, age boldly, beauties. Beauties.